Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Excuse. I've got to go anyway. I've got to do this uh, stupid fucking podcast with uh, with Stu. Yeah, I know. Yeah. yeah. Well, this is the last one I'm going to do. I'm just going to just going to stop messaging him. And he'll, he'll probably just lose interest after a while. Yeah, he is, isn't he? I tell you what. Next time we see him, we'll fucking kick him in it. I mean, well, oh shit. Hold on. I think I'm accidentally recording. Hold on. I've got to go. Okay. Bye, mum. Bye. Hello. <laughs> uh- <laughs> Hello and welcome to episode 18 <laughs> of the Stu and Alphard. Still, I, I, was, I was just on a phone call, Dad, um, just talking about yeah. somebody I know, um, someone else I know called... Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. <laughs> How you doing, Stu? Yeah, why are we doing this topless, by the way? Well, that's the thing. People, I think a lot of people will probably think that the Stu and Alphard isn't sexy enough. So, listeners, for you... For this episode, me and Stu are recording this episode, and we're doing it via Zoom, um, with our tops off. We are shirtless. Our rippling uh, chests and six-packs are all oiled up for you, listeners. Our six-packs are in the fridge. <laughs> Speaking of six-packs, Stu, what, what are you drinking tonight? Uh, Budweiser. Ooh, Fresh off I... the um, Budweiser news story from oh, last week. Oh, very good. I've got the, mm. uh, the little tins of Heineken that you sometimes have. Well, I'm putting my top back on. Oh, I'm going to keep mine off. For you, just for you, listeners. Do you like the t-shirt? Oh. oh, it's Bill and Ted. Stu's got a Bill and Ted t-shirt on. Now he's got it on. Now he's put his top back on. Anyway, welcome to episode 18 of the Stu and Al pod. Stu, we're at episode mm. 18. It's crazy, isn't it? I know, but Al, we um, we need to do. We need to say sorry to someone. Oh, not again. Go on then. Yeah. So. Last week, um, one of our listeners sent in a suggestion for Nighty's Corner um, yeah. that yeah. I forgot to include. Uh, they weren't too happy about it. They um, called us bastards on Twitter. And uh, I said we may say sorry about it. Well, so I brought it up with you now. To be fair, Stu, the listeners are lucky that we read out any of their any of their tweets or messages. So... I'm, I, I wouldn't apologise, Stu. Just, no? You know, when we've got global fame and we're getting a million downloads every two weeks, we're not going to have time to read yeah. out everyone's shitty response. <laughs> but anyway, listeners, thanks for the uh, responses. We do <laughs> wait, we wait, read I, them. <laughs> cut this fobber off. So it was, it was Keza G. Knight that we forgot to include our OJ Simpson um, suggestion. Oh. And she said if it was Chris Comrath, he'd be like grovelling. <laughs> And she's right. If it was Chris Conrath, we would be groveling. True. But but it isn't. So we won't. We apologise. Anyway, Stu, um, I suppose you've been following the news at the moment with... Um, I'm not talking about Brexit. I'm not talking about the coronavirus. I'm talking about the Winter Olympics. Have you, been, this, have you been reading this? Apparently, no. not the next one, but the one after that is going to be based in Spain. Now, Stu, nah. I think Spain is going to be too hot for a Winter Olympics, don't you? Well, no, because they were they had snow, didn't they, recently? Yeah, but surely I don't know. Maybe I'm wrong, but they're looking at doing it in the north of Spain, which I thought mm-hmm. would be too hot. But anyway, they're sort of getting all the processes together. It's been accepted. They're just looking at places to actually do it now because they've not necessarily got a city that they're going to do it. And I think they're going to do it around the northern region of Spain. But there's been a big argument at the minute about where they're going to be put, put in the ice skating arena. Now, there's a big thing about it being in two different... I've not checked the cities, Stu. I've not checked the cities. Yeah. But it's about them being in two different cities um, and they just can't come up with which, which city it's going to be in. I heard an interview um, with one of the mayors of one of the cities and they said that at the moment, um, no one expects the Spanish rink decision so <laughs> <laughs> there you go i thought i thought there that might be quite a good one to throw well, in. yeah before before we carry on al so i had a discussion with someone at work the other day mm-hmm. um now her name's natasha yep. i said i wouldn't give her a full name out in case she gets you know lynch mobbed so there's a tuck van that comes and like this day i was feeling peckish so i said um let me know when she turns up so I can go out and get a banana. Yeah. Now she said, we can't just get a banana. I said, I can. It's perfectly normal. 
So we put a poll out on our Twitter this week. Is it is it normal to just buy one banana at the tuck band? Yeah. 78% sided with me saying, yes, it's perfectly fine. You just want a quick snack, go and get a banana, come back. Well, so what do you think? Well, I think that's fine because what is she expecting? That you're going to buy a bunch of bananas? Or that's what that I mean. you couldn't just buy a banana and not something else with it, like a hot dog or a drink as well? Mm. No, I, I think just wanted a banana. Too. How much was That's the one banana? Been... I can't remember now. No, probably, yeah, whatever. <laughs> but I mean, right. I'd, usually I'd buy a bunch of bananas if I was at the supermarket. Yeah. But this day I was feeling, oh, quite well, like I... a snack. I'll go and get a banana. I'll tell you what, if you've not switched off already, um, after that exciting piece of information, let's Well, it's meant on. to be exciting. Yeah. I'm just but, making yeah. the point that it's normal to do it. And I oh. told her this would be the response. So, <laughs> Fair enough. Right, anyway, let's crack on. This is top three. Top three. Yeah, each episode, um, we have a subject of, could be anything, could be your top three, top three model airplanes. Yep. I'd go for the, the red one, the Airfix one, and the one featured in Planes. Remember that film? Yeah. Shit, mm. wasn't it? <laughs> yeah. But it was your choice for this week's top three. So what was your cho- what was your topic? Yes, it was, wasn't it? Al? I took a lot of consideration picking this week's topic. <laughs> or oh, did I forget to pick one? I can't remember. No, it was um, the top three Simpsons characters that are not members of the Simpson family. Excellent. <laughs> we have a good response on the social medias this week, Stu. Probably our most popular one yet. Excellent. So, um, seeing as it was yours, do you want me to go first? Yeah. Uh, Yes. I have put them from three to one, which I'm hoping you have as well. Now, my uh, number three, I found it difficult to choose between two characters because I was either going to go with Milhouse or Milhouse's dad. Mm. But I think overall, (laughs) I think Milhouse, Milhouse Van Houten is my third favourite character in the simpsons that isn't a simpson voice is that because he's basically just like you yeah exactly so <laughs> millhouse van houten is, is voiced by, by pamela hayden i've not heard that name before so i didn't know that yeah um, and the first episode that he appeared in was simpsons roasting on an open fire which was the, the first, first episode one. yeah mm. so he did appear in that millhouse is just a funny character he's bart's best friend I love his dad in it as well. I just want to say a little bit about his dad as well because his dad had that... Remember when he had that record <laughs> record that he'd recorded that was like, can I borrow a feeling? Oh, yeah. <laughs> can you lend me a jar of love? <laughs> this is hilarious. But Milhouse is such a loser character. I've just got a couple of things down that he um, says. I don't know if you remember in the episode when they're playing a board game and it's about who they go out on a date with. And it's Homer, Marge, Bart and, Lisa, uh, Bart and Milhouse playing it. And uh, Homer opens it up and he's got a date. Oh, no, it's Marge opens it. No, it isn't. It's Bart opens it up and he's got a date. And it, the character looks like Milhouse. And Homer picks up and he goes, uh, you got the dud. Hey, this looks a lot like you, Point Dexter. And then he nudges him <laughs> and goes, stand up for yourself, Point Dexter. And Milhouse doesn't do anything. Such a funny character. <laughs> and then there's just another one where um, there's a massive flood and it comes into his room and he's got these like <laughs> he's got these like waterproof trousers on and the water covers his feet and he goes hey my feet are soaked but my cuffs are bone dry everything's <laughs> coming up Millhouse." and then he sort of marches <laughs> out of the room <laughs> i just think he's such a funny character he's just anytime he's in it he's such a he's such a good character and he ends up marrying good lisa doesn't he because every time house. they go into the future He's married yeah, to Lisa, yeah, which I feel really bad for Lisa because like, she just, just spurns his advances all the time and then she ends up marrying him. It's just such a disappointment for her. Such a loser. Yeah, because he's still a loser in the future in he as well. Yeah. So <laughs> you got to feel for Lisa there. But yeah, that's my number three. So Stu, give us your number three. Scooter! I've gone for Superintendent... Chalmers. Chalmers. Yeah. Good choice. Aurora Borealis. At this time of year, <laughs> at this time of day, 
in this part of the country, localized entirely within your kitchen. Yes. Well, may I see it? No. <laughs> Good Lord, what no is bubbers. happening in there? <laughs> no bubbers, just northern lights. <laughs> so yeah, Gary Chalmers, who has to put up with skin as bullshit every time he visits the school. <laughs> Did that kid just say, what's a battle? No, he no. said, well, what's a rattle? <laughs> he said, what's that rattle? <laughs> well, I have a cold. So you, you hear bees and arts. <laughs> <laughs> he is such a good character. There's one in the future. Oh, oh, no, actually, carry on. Sorry. Yeah. I mean, I think one of the first times you see Superintendent Traumas was that 22 short films of Springfield. Yeah. Where he yeah. visits him for the... Or the now famous steamed hams uh, part. But apparently, the, the Borealis bit at the end, the um, the two actors who did the uh, voices for Skinner and um, Chalmers, they that they ad libbed that Borealis part. Oh really? And then they based the Chalmers character around that. So like every time he'd come to the school, Skinner would be like really awkward and try and hide some dodgy shit going on in the school and. Ah, cool. Them from that, so. Nice. What was you going to say? No, uh, it doesn't matter. Okay. So is that everything you got? So that's my number three. Okay. Yeah. My number two is Gil Gunderson, or Old Gil, as he's also known. That's my that's my number two as well. Is it? So I'll yeah. say, I'll say a little bit about him, and then if you want to um, get in as well. So voiced by yeah. Dan Castellaneta. Uh, his first yeah. appearance was in the episode Reality Bites, where Marge becomes a, a state, state agent. agent. Now, I thought that was mm. quite a late episode for him to be in, but so it was quite a few seasons before he actually turned up. He's, as I say, he's quite a loser character. He's an unlucky businessman. And uh, there's one bit where he's, um, one of my favorite things, he's where, when he's selling Canyoneros, the big car, and Homer comes in. And uh, he's just, and Homer's going to take the car. And just before he's about to sell it, another employee comes in and says, oh, I'll take the sale from here. And then um, <laughs> you hear old Gil and he, he picks up the phone to call his wife and he says, honey, you should have seen me with the last customer. Uh, uh, no, but no, but I came so close. This guy was, <laughs> whose voice is that? Is that Fred? <laughs> oh, you said yeah. it was over. No, don't put him on the phone. Hey, hello, Fred. <laughs> <laughs> it's just so funny. It's such a such a funny character. There's a really good episode as well, a Christmas one, where it's kind of he's in the whole episode where he plays Santa, and then he gets fired mm. and he lives with the Simpsons for like a year, and he's in it. Yeah. Like that's that's a great um, episode. That one. It's quite a late series as well with that. But yeah, that's I think he was mine second. Obviously yours as well. Have you got anything else about him? Yeah, well, uh, the old Gil was that uh, refers to old Gil by himself. He actually came up with that nickname, the uh, the unlooking shit businessman. It's kind of like the grown up version of Millhouse in a bit. Yeah, but another scene where he's like, "You gotta help old Gil. What can I do to keep you on the phone? <laughs> Dance for you? But you you won't even see it. <laughs> all right, all right. I'm dancing. I'm dancing." <laughs> so I found out a bit about him actually. Um, he became a security guard. He had to leave that job as he was shot on his first day uh, working on, with that. Uh, at the age of six, Gil was hired by his eight-year-old brother to run his lemonade stand for the afternoon. Uh, by the end of the day, he had bankrupted his brother's business and drank all the inventory. <laughs> he, kept, he kept his estate agent job by buying his own house off himself about 2,000 times over 20 years. <laughs> <laughs> Such a so, good yeah, definitely uh, a really good character. So, shall I move on to my number one then? I suppose now. Yeah. So my number one, Stu, was your number three, and it was Superintendent Chalmers. <laughs> Such a good character. Any time he's in it, I find him absolutely hilarious. And the thing that I was actually going to say was at one point they're going when you were talking about him, and I said I was going to say something is when they go into mm. the future, and I think it's Principal Kearney. And he says something about um, Superintendent Chalmers. And Superintendent Chalmers is in a like motorized wheelchair, just going round in circles, going, Skinner, Skinner, Skinner. It's so funny. <laughs> but um, as you said, um, his main catchphrase is Skinner, and uh, voiced by Hank Azaria. And he's, the, first appearance, yeah. the first appearance he was in was Whacking Day, 
which is quite an early episode. See, I think that's series one. Ah, I think. So, but one of his main things people know him for is the steamed ham bit um, that you've got there. But there's another quote in it that I really like. And Lisa's talking to Superintendent Chalmers outside. And he says, well, I've got to go now, Lisa. I have to get home and make sure my pool boy is using his skimmer. <laughs> and, and Skinner puts his head out the window and he says, you called, sir? And he goes, no, you just misheard. <laughs> but anytime he says anything that rhymes with Skinner, he says it in the way that he'd say Skinner. I just think he's such a funny character. But, What's for dinner? Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, he's my, uh, he's my, there is a lot of information about, I, I don't know if you saw, I went on the website and I think it's like Simpsons wiki or something. And it's yeah. got a background of every character and it tells you about each character and superintendent Chalmers is like married and he's got two kids. And cause I think one of his kids is in it and his kid says Skinner or something like that. I can't remember. But... <laughs> yeah, no, that does sound familiar actually. Yeah. So it's a great episode, like great character. I, and he's my favorite character. He was the mm. one that I had straight away. I knew that it was going to be my favourite. So, yeah, that's me. That's my number one. Uh, special mention probably needs to go to... Well, we'll get to that in a minute. Uh, so, my number one is... Duffman is thrusting in the direction of the problem. Oh, yeah! <laughs> <laughs> so, the Duffman, the mascot and spokesman for Duff Brewery, who's known for his over-enthusiastic talking on his catchphrase, Oh, yeah! Duffman can't breathe. <laughs> so there was a bit where he went to a school once and he kept spraying the kids with beer. So like Miss um, Hoover tells him, "Please don't spray the beer. Please don't spray the beer with the children with beer." And he's just like, "Oh, sorry about that. I get over enthusiastic all the time." Uh, Ralph Wiggum goes to me. <laughs> he says to him, <laughs> "What superpowers do you have?" <laughs> That's a really bad Ralph. Uh, he has um, the power to drink all night and promote responsible alcohol all day. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Ralph says, can you beat up Spider-Man? <laughs> Duffman, uh, yeah, sure. <laughs> can you get Spider-Man out of my nose? <laughs> uh, no. <laughs> <laughs> he is a good character. He is so funny when he's on it. Oh yeah, definitely. <laughs> so yeah, that's um, I think that's Hank Azari as well. Who does the voice of Duffman? Yeah, yeah I think you might be right. <clears throat> yeah, it's <laughs> great character, brilliant. Right, uh, give us the social media then, Stu. What have we got on that? <clears throat> well, we'll just give uh, quick special mentions to ones we didn't mention there. Uh, Lunch Lady Doris. Yeah. Hank Scorpio. Yes. Uh, Doctor Nick Riviera. Yeah, that's a good one. So the socials, then we've had a lot. Uh, John Jones, mm-hmm. Chief Wiggum, Mo, and the Spotty Team. You know the. Oh yeah. Here's your tackle, Mr. Simpson. <laughs> ow! Ow! Oh, ow! <laughs> this comes out of my picture. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, regular Gav, he's gone for groundskeeper Willie. Grease me up, woman. This is the last time you'll bash your Willie about. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, he's also picked Itchy and Scratchy as one character. I'll, I'll let them off that. And um, Sideshow Rahim. Remember him? Oh, right yeah. on. <laughs> was he the one that said, when Chris goes, oh, it says here I'm supposed to hit you with this pie? I wouldn't. I wouldn't. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right on. Uh, Keith Campbell, he's gone for Arnie Pie. That's a good yep. shout. Uh, Cleta Smokler. Hey, yep. I can call my mom from up here. <laughs> hey, mom, get up the dang roof. <laughs> And uh, Jasper Beardley as well. Yeah, yeah. Like, Rex, I can see you again. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, easy come, easy gun. <laughs> Frank Mendoza. Hello, Frank. Hello, Frank. He's gone for Mr. Burns. Excellent. Mrs. Krabappel and Troy McClure. Yeah. Hi, I'm Troy McClure. Are you not going to add to that? No, I couldn't think of anything. <laughs> Philadelphia Steve at Ghibli Podcast. I'm going to call him Philadelphia Steve from now on. His okay. name's Steve. He's from Philadelphia. Fair enough. He's gone for Nelson Muntz. <laughs> Comic book guy. Yeah. Uh, Mr. Burns. Yeah. Uh, Chris Comrath. Sideshow Raheem as well. Yeah. Uh, Chaz Busby, who was the one that taught Lisa the ballet. Remember the uh, ballet oh, teacher? Oh, yeah. Shut and up. Eleanor, 
yeah. And um, Ele- Eleanor Abernathy, aka the Crazy Cat Lady. Oh, so Chris Conrad saying on Twitter that he'd never seen The Simpsons before was lying. Well, no, no, because he's based these purely on what they look like as he doesn't watch it. <clears throat> okay, fair enough. Watch it. Um, well, I don't know. It's that and Father Ted. Yeah. It's very strange. Very strange behaviour. But the one that everyone's been waiting for this week, Al, is Brendotron. Yep. Uh, <clears throat> so he's gone for Lionel Hutz. Okay. Rainier Wolfcastle. Yeah. And the comic book guy. Okay, yeah. Fair uh, enough. One of our crew, Declan Keane, Mo yep. Milhouse and Skinner. Skinner. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Chris at VAR at the bar, Smithers, Dredrick Tatum and Kirk Van Outen. Yeah, Kirk, yeah. Uh, mini Brendotrons. So yeah. Brendotron Juniors. Uh, we've got Q-Ball, Quinn, Mo, yeah. Mr. Burns and Ned. Yeah. And then Imogen, Immy Pug, Sideshow Bob, Nelson and Apu. Okay, good. Uh, KTR, Ralph, Groundskeeper Willie and the Three-Eyed Fish. Oh, yeah. Uh, Kimbo, Kim, R, Patty, Anselma, and Mo. Okay, yeah. My father, Mr. Burns, Mo, Rainier, Wolfcastle. Yeah. Johnny Hamill, Chief Wiggum, Ralph, and Ned. Yeah. Ed Roberts, Gil, Jasper, and Ralph. Yeah. Simon, the Irish lad at work. He's gone for Frank Grimes. <laughs> Super Enchanted Charmers. And... Groundskeeper Willie. Okay, and then finally, Kezaji Knighty, who've not forgotten this week. Comic book guy, Groundskeeper Willie, and Mao. Good choices. <laughs> Mo, we, we haven't discussed Mo. That's um, oh. a shocker. That's a shame we didn't pick him either. So. Are those, are those, uh, <laughs> are those bags on your feet? <laughs> those bags on your feet? What, you don't like my bags? <laughs> 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 What's that bit where he's teaching that dance class? Oh, yeah. So some fly boys uh, dissing you. <laughs> What's it? Some, some fly boys dissing you. <laughs> I just give him one of these. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Mo. If it was top five, he would have been in there. Yeah. Oh, you're cheaper, dear. You're cheaper. And <laughs> oh, he's got his, like, restaurant. No, quality. Anyway, thank you for uh, letting us, uh, giving us uh, your top three Simpsons, non-Simpsons characters. So, Stu, the next episode, the next top three. So, the next top three is your top three film trilogies. Now, I'm going to put this out there a little bit because I think there might be people that might go, oh, that's not a trilogy. But Mm. things like... Toy Story, now that's got four films, okay? But we're talking about the first three films. So the Toy Story trilogy would be one, two, and three, but there's also things like Scream. There's four Scream films, but there was an original trilogy, so we'll have that. Again, with things like... Uh, All right, so when Indiana they come Jones. back years later... Yeah, yeah, yeah. When yeah. they come back years, years later to do more. Okay. Yeah, so it's your first three. So things like Indiana Jones, you can have the original trilogy. Star Wars Star- trilogies, so all that kind of thing. So if Excellent. you'd like to get in contact and tell us your top three film trilogies, then we are on Twitter and Instagram at Stu and Alpod. And you can almost also email us, stuandalpod at gmail.com. So in the next episode, I want to hear your top three film trilogies. So that was top three. And now it is time for 90s Corner. <laughs> 90s Corner. In each episode, Stu and I, children of the 90s, we bring something from the 90s and discuss it. And if we both agree that it was great, then we sweep it into 90s corner. But if at least one of us thinks it's shit, then it's a no-no. And it gets sold off in the Leicester Mercury or Lincoln equivalent. Stu, what's your 90s corner this week? Strange but true, Michael Aspel. Strange but true, Michael Aspel. You're going to have to remind me. What? Tales of the Paranormal. So, like, all weird shit happened around the world. And they, they oh, God, yes. Strange, but <laughs> yes. true. Yes, I remember so, now. 
there's certain episodes on there that I'll never forget. There was 1993 to 97 it was broadcast, but I still remember them like I watched them yesterday. Although, in one case, I actually did watch it yesterday on YouTube. <laughs> so there's the Cardiff Poltergeist one, yeah. where they had this, like, shop in Cardiff, and then there was a poltergeist there who just used to piss about, throw screws around and stones at windows and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, the poltergeist ended up living with the bloke who ran the, sh- the pub. It was like a pub cafe kind of thing. And they got married? Also, no, no, no. He... Um, <laughs> So, like, he turned up at his house and he was just, like, spinning photo frames around and stuff like that. Well, um, I knocked on the door and said, can I come in? Well, no, he just, he's there, isn't he? He's a poltergeist. He's there. on the door. So, he just, he's just being a bit of a, a divvy, pissing <laughs> about and stuff, moving things around, moving yeah. chairs around and opening drawers. <laughs> uh, right, Bane, they, end, they? They, ended up, they ended up leaving and the poltergeist just remained in the house. Renting? Uh, I think he bought it, actually. <laughs> there was another one about the motorcycle. So there was a, it was in Mexico, this couple were on a motorcycle. Yeah. And they crashed. Uh, he lived. She died. And, like, on the, the day the crash happened every year, she'll be there trying to hitch a lift. So people will pull over to pick her up. And they get to the exact point where they crashed and she died. And then she just disappears out the back of the car. Yeah. Or if she's on the back of someone's motorbike, she just vanishes at that point there where she, she's trying to get to probably meet a boyfriend or whatever. Yeah. But as soon as they drive past the point where they crash, she just disappears and stays there. So we're now just remembering away. episodes, aren't we? Yeah. <laughs> I, I it vaguely so good remember it. I vaguely remember it. <laughs> Some of them were pretty scary. I, I think, think I pictured the Enfield podcast on there. Oh, yeah. Oh, no, if, if I remember it as much as... It's very vague, but... I do love a bit of Michael Aspel, so you're going to have to sweep it in. Yeah. Awesome. So my choice yeah. for Nineties Corner this week, Stu, so is a song, and it's called Song 2 by Blur. Now, yeah. know that song? Woohoo! That, kind of, that was on uh, FIFA 98. It was? Song 2, released in 1997, April 1997. Only hit number two in the charts. Shocker. Was obviously by Blur and was on the album Blur, which was their fifth studio album. So it's quite late on. But I think I Blur... Bet, um, I bet Father Damo didn't buy it. No, he wouldn't do, would he? But I think the album Blur was their best album. I think it was when they started to become a bit rockier, um, Graham Coxon, the lead guitarist, kind of took a little bit more of a um, sort of a say in songs and, and writing a lot more of the songs. It became a lot less Britpop and a little more, more rocky, I felt. The song is only two minutes and two seconds long. It's a very, very short mm. song. Now, I've got a little bit of information for it. You know that I'm not very good at my facts, but I have found a little bit about it this week. So according to Graham Coxon, the guitarist, song two was intended to be a joke on the record company. Okay. Originally, um, Damon Alburn recorded an acoustic version of the song, but Coxon suggested they pump it up. And rather than it being a joke, the record company absolutely loved it and said that they should put it out as a single. And they didn't have any title for it, but it was the second song that they'd written or something like that or recorded for the album. So they just called it Song 2. That's, mm. all, that's why it was called that. So... It was a great song. Great one of my, it's one of my favourite Blur songs of all time. And I watched the music video for it again the other day. And it's such a good song. I absolutely love it. Brilliant. So, Stu, can I, can I sweep that in? Oh, uh, you get the bush hair. You know what I'm going to say to that, Stu? Woohoo! <laughs> Brilliant. <laughs> Excellent. So, Stu, have we, got any, um, have we got anything from social media for the old 90s call? We do. Now, Chris Conroff, he sent us tons of stuff, but I'm not going to use them all now. I'm going to save them up and use them bit by bit, week by week, step by step, step by step. Day by day. Mm. Uh, so we'll start with Keza G because we missed her, her suggestion last time. Yeah. Um, but the the the, 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 the uh, suggestion would have been the O.J. Simpson trial, the original one. Yeah, it was a big '90s thing, so. Got a sweet Represented by Card- Mr. Kardashian, really. yeah. Um, and Ross. So, yeah, do you want to... <coughs> well, that's in the show. Yeah. 
And she's also picked Tony Hawk's Pro Skater as well. Yeah, great game. PS1. Yeah. So they, they can both go in. That's fine. Um, Frank Mandos, now on Twitter this week, I said, what's your favourite thing about the 90s? And also, what do you miss about the 90s as well? Whoop. Yeah, so he did a, he did some, some good ones here. So this is, I think this is one for just the American audience, but um, he's put for the 90s, thinking that having a Zima was sophisticated. Um, I wasn't sure what a Zima was, he explained. It's like a fruity cider kind of alcoholic drink. Okay. Well, sweep it in for him. If that's, yeah. yeah. It can go to the American yeah, we'll, side. We'll put him. Good old Frank. Uh, what he misses about the 90s is um, video shops like Blockbuster and... Yeah. Such. Video uh, making, yeah, yeah, uh, making mixtapes and CDs. <laughs> yeah, that used to be good, didn't it? I used to yeah. like doing that. And uh, this is a nice one: having all four of the Golden Girls around. Oh, uh. Blanche! Did you know Betty White turned ninety-nine years old the other day? Yes, I saw that on Twitter. Happy birthday, Betty! Happy birthday, Betty! I know she listens. <laughs> Right, Chris Conrath, the man, Chris K. Yep. Our pal Chris. Oh, Chris. Chris, Chris, Chris. Chris. How are you, Chris? <laughs> you good there, Chris? <laughs> if he watched I mean, Father Ted, he'd know what that was about. Yeah. Uh, Dances with Wolves he's gone for. That's yeah. um, brilliant. That's Never seen going. it. So, yeah, I'm not going to mention it, but that when I picked Tombstone last week, he sent in about 15 suggestions of better westerns than... Um, yeah, one of them was Wild yeah. Wild West. Yeah, I disagree with that. For Jim start. West, Desperado, Rough Rider. <laughs> I'll give him Dances for Wolves. He's probably right on that one. Yeah. But yeah, that's going in. Um, so a song choice, he's gone for Jamaric Wise, Emergency on Planet Earth. Okay, I can't remember that song. It's probably good. And he's also gone for the Tango adverts, especially the one where the... Um, he turns up and slaps him around the face. Oh, yeah. He got banned, didn't they, in the end? Cause people it were did, because people were doing it in school, weren't they? So they yeah. banned the advert. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, my mum, she's picked Soldier Soldier. Remember that? <laughs> oh, yeah. With Rob, Robson and Jerome. <laughs> I used to watch that with her when I was a kid. So I did. I used to watch in. Soldier Soldier with the family. It was great. Got to go in. What was the theme tune? Soldier Soldier. No, it wasn't. Well, you wrote him, man. You kind of shoot that man in the head. <laughs> yeah, Robson Lake. Would you want to play army uh, with me? Now, Jerome nah. wasn't from Newcastle. He wasn't a Geordie. Yes, they were. They both were. No, Jerome's not a Geordie. Isn't he? No. Where's he from, then? I don't know. I don't think he's a Geordie, though. Huh. He didn't sound Geordie in Game of Thrones, to be fair. No. Is that everyone? Yeah. Excellent. If you've got something that you'd like to submit to 90s Corner, then give us a shout, stewandowlpod at gmail.com or on Twitter and Instagram at stewandowlpod. That was 90s Corner, and now it's time for Frankly, my dear, I don't give a damn. Frankly, my dear, I don't give a damn. Each week, Alex does an impression of a person doing a line from a film in the disguise of another person. And I, Stu, have to try and guess who he's doing. Very good. Thank you, Stu. Can I just also point out, and I point this out every week, but I always get fucking people on Twitter and they know who they are or he knows who he is that says my impressions (coughs) are shit. Now, I know (laughs) they're shit, but can I just point out, we are at episode 18. I ran out of good impressions after episode one. So let's just sort of, let's just nip that in the bud. My impressions are shit. Okay. I thought the pre- I thought some of them have been good. You know, I know he gives you a lot of shit for these, but some of them have been I've enjoyed. Especially well, the Margaret Thatcher one. That was yeah. class. Well this one's shit, so oh. <laughs> Right, are you ready? Hmm. <laughs> oh well hand up with these motherfucking snakes on these motherfucking plane. <laughs> <laughs> I know what it is, but do it again. <laughs> you wouldn't get it unless I put that last bit in. Of Harry with these motherfucking snakes on this motherfucking plane. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> That's Elvis in Snakes on a Plane. Yeah, it is. I had to add in a little bit then there at the end to... Um... Well, it's one for the money, two for the show. 
free everybody's fucking steaks on the plane. Let's go. <laughs> so I'll do another one again next week. Um, but well done, Stu. You got that one right. Both of them. It was Elvis uh, doing Samuel L. Jackson's line from Snakes on a Plane. So that was, frankly, my dear, I don't give a damn. And now it is time for In the News. Each episode, Stu tells us two news stories. One of them that he's made up himself and one that is real. And it is my job to guess which one is real and which one is fake. It'll also give us some sports results some traffic, some weather, and anything else he'll throw in to this fucking feature. Stu, get on with it. Oh, welcoming as always. Thank you. You're going to um, struggle this week, Elias. I've made it really difficult for you to decide which one's true or which one's false. But before <laughs> that, here's your headlines. Here's your headlines. Here's your headlines. Read all about it. Uh, a half-front man... Morton Harkett has rearranged his living room after finding the sun always shines on TV. That's yep. a song by a heart. Never mind. <laughs> uh, Depeche Mode complained to an all-you-can-eat all buffet restaurant saying they just can't get enough. That's a song by Depeche <laughs> yeah, Mode. Yeah, I know. Tough crowd this week, isn't it? Tough crowd. <laughs> and Meatloaf mistaken for a bar of soap as he's a dead ringer for doves. <laughs> oh. <laughs> <laughs> you love that joke you love that I like that one yeah. I like that one never mind about the aha what if you got that one never mind anyway story number one a racing pigeon that survived an 8,000 mile journey across the Pacific Ocean from the US to Australia is to be put to death over fears it may be carrying disease <laughs> I really hope that story's real <laughs> that sounds really harsh but it's such a fucking horrible thing <clears throat> well, we'll see. The exhausted traveller rock, <laughs> rocked up at the Melbourne home of Kevin Selly Bird on Boxing Day. <laughs> now, Mr. Selly Bird said, I've got a fountain in the backyard, and he was having a nice drink and a wash out of there. He looked hungry. Oh, hang on, he's Australian. He looked hungry, so I crushed up a dry biscuit and left it there for him. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, after finding a blue band on his leg, Mr. Sully Bird discussed the um, discovered the pigeon that disappeared from a race in Oregon uh, back in October. So it took two months to get to um, Australia. Mm-hmm. Um, it seems it's found its way all the way to Oz via a cargo ship. So he must have stopped halfway for a rest. Yeah, good on him. Maybe. So the pigeon's journey got the local media in a flap. Uh. Yeah. And caught the attention of the uh, very strict AQIS, or as we know them better, Al, the Australian Quarantine and Investigation Service. You know them. Yeah. Yeah. So they asked Mr. Selly Bird to catch the bird. Pardon the pun. Uh, he said he can only um, get about, you know, within a few feet before he tried flying away and coming back. Yeah. He ended up in this yard like day after day. He made friends with a local dove and um, he just hung around. But, um, this quarantine team, like, if we, if we find him, we catch him, we're going to have to kill him because he may be carrying disease. But it's not the biggest distance by a pigeon. Far from it. The largest distance ever recorded, according to pigeon, pigeonpedia.com, <laughs> was one that flew from Arras in France all the way to Saigon in Vietnam in 1931. It took 24 days to fly the 7,200 miles. Could have gone with BA. Oh, <laughs> Uh, more, to, more to follow if they catch the pigeon, catch oh, the pigeon, God. catch the pigeon. Okay, okay. Or, Alex, is it story number two, which is real? Paul McCartney and Ringo Starr are planning to reunite after lockdown and travel to all 92 football league grounds uh, in the football league. So that's yeah. Prem, Champ, League One, and League Two. Okay. The player planning, The pair are planning to come together... In 2022 for the journey with grounds visited eight days a week with a little help from Paul's pal, Jude Law. (laughs) Now, Paul Paul said, hey, Jude, help. Jude Jude said, you're okay, Paul. Paul (laughs) said, I feel fine. Join me... (laughs) 
join me and Ringo on this journey. I want to hold your hand. <laughs> he said, say that again. Paul said, we can work it out, but this adventure will be great. Don't let me down. Ringo said, Jude, you can drive my car. Jude said, I already did yesterday on a long and winding road. <laughs> oh, look, here comes the sun. And with that, we had our plan hatched. Um, the free will let it be for now <laughs> due to COVID. We plan to record a uh, documentary during the journey, which I'm sure will be lovely stuff. Um, Sergeant Pepper's Lonely Hearts Club. <laughs> <laughs> I am the walrus. <laughs> <laughs> you know she loves you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I <laughs> so really I'll... thought. I really thought the first one you'd made up, and I thought you'd really taking your time because Mr. Selly Bird. Just his real name, yeah. I thought you were like making a reference to him being a silly bird. But no. yeah, um, I thought you'd really done your homework, but clearly you've not because it is, uh, I, I'd imagine that the Beatles story is the made up one. Yes, I made that up during lunchtime today. Excellent. <laughs> it's very good though. <laughs> yes, um, the Beatles is made up and um, the silly bird incident is um, true. Uh, I'm not sure if they've actually killed the pigeon or not yet, but they're looking into destroying it. Yeah, I feel bad for laughing now, but it was just such a strange thing to say. Mm. So you want a bit of sport, Al? Do you want a bit yes, of sport? Please. Yes, please. Well, here's sport, sponsored by Barry's Bollock Boutique. Bring a sparkle to your sack. In the world... <laughs> in the world... <laughs> in the world... Yeah, we've got a sponsorship for that. I was really chuffed. <laughs> In the World Snakes and Ladders Championships, um, Gary Klein beat Jerome Adder in a oh. thrilling final. Yeah. In uh, Formula One, the fastest car won again. <laughs> Not always true. And uh, further excitement in lawn bowls this week. Again, yeah, further excitement. This week, um, they cut the grass last Wednesday. Oh, lovely. Yeah. Very exciting. I love that sport. Uh, travel news. Yep. Sponsors by uh, Barry's Bollock Boutique. Bring a sparkle to your sack. <laughs> Thank you, Barry. So that's your travel news. So the, uh, you can expect delays today on Jackie D Avenue, where <laughs> an ice cream van has crashed into a betting shop. Uh, the driver is said to be feeling flaky after hitting a cone. It was rated at two to one to make a whippy and speedy recovery. Oh, God. <laughs> and the weather, sponsored by Val's Vacuum and Dustbuster Services. We suck, so you don't have to. <laughs> oh. The weather is going to be botanical. Oh, oh nice. And that, Alex, is your news. Excellent. Thank you, Stuart. Well, that was in the news, and now it is time. For Buster Mine. Hey. So in each episode, Stu and I give each other a subject that we don't want to research. We're bastards about it. We have to answer five questions on that subject. All of the subjects need to be researched on Wikipedia because that's where we get our answers from. So if the answers are wrong, blame Wikipedia. Stu, in wiki, the last episode... Wiki! wiki. In the last episode, I gave you the topic of trousers, and you gave me... The periodic table. Yes. Found it very difficult, because there wasn't a lot of, like... I was hoping there'd be things like when it was first invented. I couldn't find that. was on that. there. Oh, was it? Okay, she yep. that's one of the questions then, and I haven't researched that. No. Um, and trousers was a very interesting one as well. So I think, Stu, last week, you asked me questions first... No, I asked you questions no. first last week. Yes. I b also believe that I am 3-1 up at the moment because mm. we had a lot of draws. So I think I'm 3-1 up at the moment. I imagine it's going to be 3-2 today because I know fuck all about the periodic table. Stu? And as usual, I didn't revise anything again. I had a quick <laughs> browse just before we started. Excellent. If you pardon the pun. All right, Alex, so your questions are on the periodic table. Question yes. one. What do the first 94 elements have in common? What do they all have in common? Mm. They're on the periodic table. Or they're all elements. No. 
Well, technically that's true, but that's not the answer I'm looking for. They all occur naturally. Oh, fuck off. Now, if you'd done your revision, you would have known that. Yeah. Uh, sodium is represented as what on the periodic table? What is its symbol? Oh, S-M. Oh, no, it's not. S-O. S-O? Yeah. Is wrong. It's N-A. Ah, bollocks. Na-na, na-y. Na-na, Yep. Uh, P-U is the symbol for what? <laughs> Probably something smelly. Fucking <laughs> um, <laughs> <laughs> wanker. Was it P-U? Yeah. Uh, plutonium. Oh, shit. Good shot. <laughs> really? <laughs> yeah, it's plutonium. <laughs> yeah. Good. Since 2016, how many confirmed elements appear on the periodic table? 92. 118. Ah. And what was the year that Dmitry Melendiev published his table? 1875. Oh, fuck you now. Good effort. Hit the post with that one. 1869. Ah. Alex, your score is one. Oh, I'm happy with that. I was hoping you were going to say what was in the top left-hand corner of the periodic table because it was hydrogen. uh, Correct. What's in the top right? (laughs) Fuck knows. Helium. Uh, it's always up, isn't it? Fucking balloons and that, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yes, it is. Fucking <laughs> <Okay>, hell. <laughs> okay. Just got that. Stu, your subject was trousers. <laughs> trousers. Ridiculous. Ridiculous. Here... <laughs> Here are your five questions. Question one. Where might... Trousers have originated. China. Uh, I want the region. Uh, not the region of China. I mean, it's continent-wise. So give me continent. Asia. Yeah, Central Asia. I'll give you that. Where it was were in the China. Where were the oldest known trousers found? Oh, fuck! Is this like the third century? Wasn't it as well? I don't know when it was. Uh... Indonesia. No, it was the Yanghai Cemetery in Turpan, uh, Xinjiang, China. It's got the same continent. I just like that it was in a, in a cemetery. <laughs> uh, that could what, have just been some bloke who took his trousers off in the cemetery like 10 years ago. Morning. Now I'm having a shit. <laughs> <laughs> Are they yours? No, they've been there for centuries, so they ain't mine. Question three. When? Fuck <laughs> <laughs> When in Europe did trousers become the most common form of lower body clothing? The 18th century. No, it was the medieval era. Uh. Question four. What are trousers usually known as in Scotland? Trousers. <laughs> Unfortunately, it's just trous. Yeah, that's what I said. No, you trousers. said trousers. It's trous. T-R-E-W-S. I got a stutter. Question five. When were they increasingly worn by women? The 1980s. No, it was the mid-20th century. Yeah. That's not the 1980s. Yeah, then. (laughs) So, Stu, it's one all. Ooh, you got a tiebreaker? Ooh, it is a tiebreaker. Go on, then, give me a tiebreaker question. Yeah, I have. Hey? Yeah, yeah I, I have. I've got one for you. I've got one for you. Alex, can you name for me all eight noble gases? Fuck off. Um, <laughs> noble. <laughs> Hydrogen. You're already out. Oh, bollocks. <laughs> I don't fucking know. Do you want to know? Yeah, go on then. I don't give a shit. <laughs> uh, heli- helium. Helium. Neon. Argon, neon, krypton, neon, krypton, argon, krypton factor, uh-huh. xenon, radon, and organesson. Oh, brilliant! I wouldn't have got any of that. He used to play up front for Iceland. <laughs> <laughs> right, you ready for yours? Yeah. Okay. Um, hold on. Hold on. You sure you got one? Yeah, sorry, I'm just counting something. So there are six main types of trouser. 
Can you name three of them? And I'll give you... No, you, you, if you get one wrong, you're out. So there are three hey. types of trouser. Name the, name, sorry, there are six. Name three of them. Smart. Incorrect, I'm afraid. Smart trousers is a fucking trouser. No, but we're going with Wikipedia. It was dress pants. They're smart. No. Jeans, Ugh. khakis, chinos, leggings, and sweatpants. They're not trousers. None of them are fucking trousers. That's like bollocks. Uh, what, chinos aren't trousers? Jeans aren't Jogging trousers. pants. Jogging uh, pants ain't trousers. They, they cover your legs and they're fucking trousers. <laughs> Joggers. <laughs> Joggers and jeans ain't trousers. Yeah, well, sorry. Are you having a go at Wikipedia? It's fucking yeah, Wikipedia. Yeah, fucking hell. <laughs> yeah, tell them, come out, tell them come down there and bear red and snow. Yeah, I'll batter them, you know. <laughs> right. Dickhead. Uh, when when I found Trevor Wiki and Simon Pedia, they're going to get their <laughs> fucking heads kicked in. Right, so there's another draw for us. It's in range 3 1. That uh, draws. Uh. Uh, so, Stu, have you got me a topic for next uh, episode? Yeah, mud. <laughs> Is it really? <laughs> no, it's not. Okay. <laughs> uh, your topic next week, Al, or next episode, I should say, is New York's five boroughs. New York's five boroughs. Yeah. Fucking hell. The five okay. boroughs of New York. You'll like your one to do. I hope you're going to watch this TV show. Your, your topic for next week, sorry, for the next episode, is Pepper Pig. No. Yes, it is. No. Well, it is, because it's fucking mind. What do you want? Fucking <laughs> this. Right, let's move no, Jack, on. <laughs> Jackie D's her dad. <laughs> right, that was Bastermind, another controversial Bastermind. Where we just started. This will be the end of yeah. <laughs> Right, let's carry on. It's the bag of nails. Fuck off. <laughs> <laughs> Each episode, me or Al, say hello. Hello. <laughs> we go down to um, where did we go, Al? London. London. Travel down to London to visit our favourite pub, the Bag of Nails. Now, during lockdown, we've had to be doing this virtually by video chat. So, Al, who did you virtually meet this week? Well, Stu, I met a chap who is a doctor. Um, now, he was uh, a very interesting chap, but there's probably a good word to describe him. And what I'm going to do is, after he's introduced himself, I'm going to ask you for the word that you would describe him. Okay? Okay. Yeah. Okay, so I'll just pass you the tape. There we go. Click. Uh, hello, hello, <laughs> hello, hello, hello. Hello, this is uh, Dr. Gregory Hufflepuff here. <laughs> How are you doing? How are you doing? <laughs> Click. Stu, what word would you do to describe this, this person? Twat? Yes. <laughs> Excellent. He is a complete twat. So um, I'll just I'll play this. If you could just click the tape again, Stu, and he'll continue. Yeah. Click. So, uh, as I say, my name is uh, <laughs> Dr. Gregory Hufflepuff. <laughs> And I'm a, 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 a regular doctor, but I come down to the bag o' nails for a swift half <laughs> after my shifts, if I get any time off. But uh, I've been struck off at the moment. But uh, anyway, I just wanted to tell you a little <laughs> bit about my life. Um, hey, the first thing I want to say is that there's two things that uh, every doctor needs. Patience and patience <laughs> you see what i did there what i did is because i said patience because you need to be calm and ready and you know and take your time but also patience in the form of you need people to actually treat <laughs> see how that joke works they're very clever <laughs> it's worse than dorigan <laughs> the worst thing um, for me being a doctor the worst thing is misdiagnosis but i tell you what Mrs. Diagnosis back home isn't much better. <laughs> See what I've done there, Stu? What I've done there is I'm uh, talking about how I... <laughs> Stop. <laughs> what I've done there is that I'm sort of making a joke that my wife is a real, a real, uh, a real ball and chain. To be fair, she did stick by me, even though um, I... Uh, even through that time I, when I was exposing myself outside the local nurses' college... 
which is uh, one of the reasons why I've been struck off. But anyway, <laughs> a lot of people see oh. me down the bag of nails. I'll be sitting in a table, uh, sitting at a table, reading my history books. Because one of my favourite things, Stu, apart from medicine, is history. And I really love the Knights of the Round Table. My wife's actually nicknamed me Dr. Lancelot because he was my favourite knight, but I also lance a lot of boils. <laughs> actually, Stu, that's a very small part of my job uh, that I actually do is lancing boils. But uh, still, I like the nickname. <laughs> yeah. Few, uh, one when I was first practicing, Stu, uh, a bloke came in and he said, Doctor, Doctor, I feel like a pair of curtains. <laughs> and I, I really laughed at him and said, you better pull yourself together, pal. <laughs> but he's now actually uh, suing me for malpractice, which is uh, very, very sad. <laughs> there, was a, there was a chap who came in. He had a banana in his ear, carrots up his nose, and ice cream on his shoes. Straight away, I said to him, I can see that you're not eating right. <laughs> he said that his, his diet was actually fine. And uh, the reason he'd come in is because he'd rectum as, his rectum had pro prolapsed. So, uh, that was it. <laughs> Second use of bananas. Bananas <laughs> been a uh, popular mention. Uh, a man came in uh, the other day and he said, he said, Doctor, you've got to help me. I, I keep seeing spots. I keep seeing spots everywhere. <laughs> Uh, but I, I couldn't work out what was wrong. I checked his eyes. I checked everything about him. I, I couldn't find out what the problem is. So I sent him home to his 17 Dalmatians. <laughs> See what I've done there, Stu, is that he was seeing yep. spots, but uh, Dalmatians are covered in spots. <laughs> Funny. A, a patient came in and he, he said, what should I do if my temperature keeps going up? I said, sell, sell. <laughs> See what I've done there, Stu? Is I've linked that to uh, actually the stock market. And if your stocks go up, you should sell them. <laughs> um, uh, hey, I tell you what, when they call time at the bar here, they tend to throw, throw fruit at me. <laughs> you know what they say? An apple a day keeps the doctor away. <laughs> anyway, I, I've got to go, Stu. Uh, I've... Uh, I'm on my way to, I've got to go now anyway. I'm on my way to Russia, Moscow. <laughs> you see what I've done there? It's because Moscow is actually a place in Russia, but it sounds like must go. <laughs> and then the, the, the tape sort of ends there, Stu, where he got punched in the back of the head. So, Good. Um, yeah, he sounds like a right twat, doesn't he? Yeah. Um, I actually can't stand it. Uh, I think we need to go and have a word with Bev, make sure yeah. he's barred and never returns. That hurt my head doing that one. <laughs> what, what do you mean? It's not you, is it? Yeah. <laughs> anyway, in the next episode, Stu's going to take a trip down to the Bag of Nails. Uh, and anyway, let's crack hope on. hope he's not there. No. <laughs> let's crack on. It's uh, time for Arnie Improves Things. In each episode, Stu finds a cassette of uh, a recording of Arnold Schwarzenegger improving something. And it could be anything. So, Stu, what's Arnie improving this week? MasterChef. Oh, good. You got the tape? Yeah. Here you go. Thank you. Click. Diddly, MasterChef. It is a show about food. Yay! Hello, and welcome to MasterChef. This week, we have very definite guests creating three separate dishes. One will be cooking me breakfast. One will be doing lunch. And one will be doing a pudding. <laughs> right, you. What, <laughs> what are you making for breakfast? I'm making something called Fat Fields Fry Up Fan Dabadooza. Well, I eat green berets for breakfast, and right now I'm hungry. Okay, great. Well, I'll just... Shut up. Next, who's making me dinner? Oh, I'm going to make a three-course Spanish dish made famous in Seville. Oh, you are, are you? Is that what you're doing? Well, in that case... I hope you leave enough room for my fist 
because I'm going to ram it into your stomach and break your goddamn spine. <laughs> That's nice of you to say, but I'm still going to make you that dish. Who's making me budding? Hello, Ali. I'm making something called a leaky jam donut. If it bleeds, we can kill it. Um, <laughs> yes, okay. Well, is he allowed to say that? <laughs> and then, in, and then, that's the end. Oh, it never got aired, and uh, I don't know what happened with that. No. Most of this stuff doesn't, does it? It's just no. It's, yeah, it's pretty. Um, fucking surprised sad. that most of the shit we do gets uh, podcast and you put it out when you want, don't you? Really? So. Well, only because we force it on people. So yeah, <laughs> Alex. Um, <clears throat> this week, I um, I asked the people of Twitter who wants a shout out. Oh, you did, didn't you? I did. Uh, 450 people responded, but I'm only going to read out five. <laughs> Good choice. So, hello to the lads at VAR at the bar. Hello. Hello to the lads at the Scoreless Thriller podcast. Hello. Hello to Frank Mendoza. Hello. Hello to Keith Campbell. Hello. And hello to Keza G90. Hello. And also, you're forgetting me. I was the first person to respond and say that I wanted the shout-out. And I said maybe, and I've decided with no. <laughs> okay, brilliant. So, Stu, we're coming to the end of the episode. I have got an advert. Wait. I'm just going to say, it's not Barry, but I'll end on it. So I just wanted to say, before we continued, if you would like to submit anything to 90s Corner or to our top three for the next episode which is the, net, the top three film trilogies, then please get in contact. We are stuandalpod at gmail.com or we are on Twitter and Instagram at stuandalpod. Anything you'd like to send us, that'd be great. And if you could um, review our podcast as well, give us five stars, that'd be fantastic. Stu, what were you going to say? Uh, <laughs> do you remember that, um, that, that dating website I made back in lockdown one? For um for chickens, you know that web that dating website for poultry. Remember oh it? yeah, yeah yeah. Well, I've had to close it down this week, Al. Oh no. Yeah, I couldn't make hens meat. Well, let's do. I have been given another advert. It's a controversial one, um, but uh, well, basically, someone got in contact. And they said that they'd put together a Bruce Forsyth rap album. <laughs> it's called Bruce's Got Good Game, Good Game. <laughs> Came up with that today. Well, chuffed for that. Rather than Bruce's Got Game. Okay. So, would you like me to play the advert? Yes. Right. Here's the tape. Oh, you'd like me to play the advert then? Yes, please. <laughs> Click. The year's 2021. And how about a brand new rap album? Introducing Bruce Forsyth's Brucey Got Good Game, Good Game. Featuring hits such as Eminem's classic, Lose Yourself. You better lose yourself in the music the moment you want it. You better never let it go. You only get one shot and not less than Charles the Blow because that was usually going for the lifetime. And how about... <laughs> <laughs> and how about the famous Kia hit? My neck, my back. My neck, my back. Lick my chin and my crack. <laughs> <laughs> also, how about this classic from Lick Dr. Dre? <laughs> how about this classic from Dr. Dre, the next episode? No, 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 no. It's the motherfucking B-R-U-C-I. That's right, it's Bruce <laughs> That's not how you spell Brucey. <laughs> B-R-U-C-I-E. Yeah. yeah. E at the end. Yeah. All right, oh, yeah. The advert's still going. Sorry. Hey, and how about the classic NWA hit, Straight Out of Middlesex? Or Straight Out of Compton is what it's really called. Straight Out of Middlesex, a crazy motherfucker named Force. There's one more, there's one more. And finally, how about bringing it back for that vanilla ice classic, Ice Ice Baby? 
Stop! Collaborate and listen. Bruce is back with a brand new invention. Something. Grab a hold of me tightly. Generation games should be on nightly. Will it never stop? I don't know. <laughs> That's Bruce Forsyth's rap album. Brucey got. Good game, good game. <laughs> Alex, that was marvellous. <laughs> Well, there we go. So, that was episode 18. We will be back in two weeks' time for episode 19. Say goodbye, Stu. Hi, my name is, my name is, my name is Bruce Forsyth. Bye. Bye.